Hello, Linda. Hello. Hi there, Linda. Hi, Rand. How are you? Well, um, you know, I've had two cups of hot chocolate and uh, a mess of good herbs is starting to feel decent. So. Oh, good. <laughs> so, um, kind of getting myself uh, going for it. I really enjoyed just listening to the Master Living 2 guys because they were inspiring to me. I got some good information, the idea to do the daily forgiveness letters and I've already started doing them. I don't know if I can do 30, but I'll do as many as I can think to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I loved uh, Tracy's share about her um, father and the whole idea of living in that space of being joyful about everything that we granted so often. Yes. And uh, it's very pertinent for me because, like I say, I'm kind of uh, living, you know, disabled and on my own right now. And so I can relate very much to what they're saying is you just got to be happy in the moment regardless of what stuff's going around. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was my intention to actually join the call and and share with them and not just be a lurker, but um, really uh, just was given a new blood pressure medication and so his blood pressure is really really low right now so i'm i'm just kind of lurking and listening today no problem well we'll see if anybody shows up for three three has always been a slow group that's the reason why i decided to go in on two today we'll see uh what happens on three <laughs> yeah and it was nice to see allison it's been a while yeah it's nice to see uh, lots of different faces there, and I recognize lots of them, and that that's a good feeling. Yeah. Yep, it's our brothers and sisters. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be praying for Rudy that uh, things uh, get settled down on the BP front, get the BB at the right level. Thank you. And... Uh, Sounds like he's got quite a collection of people helping him, uh, making sure everything is right. Yes. And so that's the key here. He's got every, all the pieces, and um, you're praying for him, and lots of people in Nashville over are praying for him. He's got a big team. He does. He does. <laughs> he doesn't realize how lucky he is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. You're right. Oh, shoot. So what does he think about you all and your masterful living experience? Um, well, the only thing he's ever said to me about it, because um, he doesn't talk to me about it very often, but he did say to me one time, you know, I don't know how much money you're spending on these classes, but I do know that our relationship has gotten better. And so I don't care. Just keep taking them. <laughs> well, Linda, I spend, you know, well, I spend what I spend on them, but. Um, my relationships could continue to get worse. <laughs> oh, my poor spouse is uh, suffering from depression right now, major oh, depression. I'm sorry to hear that. And, and when she gets in this mode, you know, I am the wellspring of all the unhappiness. And 
And the sooner she can get away from my experience, then the better she feels. So yeah. I have to let that go and, and say, you know, Holy Spirit's got this. There's value in this. There's a lesson in this for me. And don't take it personally and spend that love and compassion. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy. It hasn't, uh, it hasn't been an easy process, but I guess I'm learning in that process to make it easy. Yeah. I can understand that. I can understand Christy's point of view as well, because I'm living on the opposite side. Yes, you are. And, um, one of my, that's one of my, um, fears in, um, caretaking with Rudy has been, um, making sure that I don't go to that place of being resentful and um, it's, a, it's a challenge for me at times because, um, you know, just when I think things are turning the corner and, um, and we're doing really well, uh, something else seems to pop up. And yeah. so that, that can be a challenge. So um, yeah. I, I'm praying for both of you as well, because I know how hard it is on both ends. I would like to have a call, talk with you sometime to, from that caregiver standpoint. And uh, maybe it would benefit me in uh, dealing with uh, with my spouse. I would love that. Thank you. If you You're have welcome. the time and opportunity presents itself, let's do that. All right. Well, I see we're up to four. Hi, Roslyn. Hi there. Hi, Roslyn. Hi, Rand. Hi, Corrine. Uh, I guess um, I haven't been on the Masterful Living three community calls. How has it been um, since January? Have we, have Corrine? Have you been on? Yeah, I wasn't on last week because I was away, but I've been on. Yeah. And how's how? I uh, didn't see a link. No link? Have there been links before? About, about four. Yeah, I went back to the trash and picked up a link from the 3rd of February, and that's how I got in today. I see. But how how have the numbers been? Yeah. Uh, have, have people been coming to the calls? Ryan has been regular. Ryan, did you go last week? I wasn't there last week, but it's usually about three or four of us, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a, a champion call at 1030 on uh, once a month and I think it was last Saturday we had the champion call for the facilitators for the mastery circles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I wasn't able to attend last week but uh, the week before yes Mm -hmm. I was there and Mm -hmm. uh, I I really enjoy this I I find the people that do make it the three are the right people to be there yeah (laughs) I'm saying Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Those that we make it, we know we're here for a purpose, and uh, mm-hmm. even milkshakes here, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I popped into Masterful Living Two at the end, thinking that I was coming to ML Three, but I didn't read the email. I just clicked. I figured it was mine, and I popped in at the end. Um, 
And that share was, I didn't want to in, intrude, so I didn't say anything, but her share, uh, I think you guys were just talking about it, about um, the uh, towards the end, she was talking about people that had died and things like that. And the joy that we are called to experience. Who was it again? I forgot her name. And do you remember? Tracy. Yes. Yes. She was talking. And, and, and that was very relevant to me because I just shared at the laundromat (laughs) with a young man that I don't know about at all. I just met him and he reminded me of Stephen and tomorrow would be Stephen's birthday. So I just decided to just talk to him. Mm-hmm. And ask him how old he was, thinking that he was almost probably around the same age. And he's exact, exactly, he's 39, and Stephen's going to be 40 tomorrow. So I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I just started sharing. I shared with him, and, I, and, and that's exactly what I said. I think that Stephen wants me to be joyful and live life and be happy. And so I'm doing this as a practice to honor him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I came into the call, I didn't hear anything from before, but I got to exactly to the spot where Tracy was sharing about that, mm-hmm. um, that even in, 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 in death, that, you know, we are called to be joyful, to live life. And um, yeah, it may not be easy, but that's the call that, that we have. So just, it, I was just happy that it coincided with that. She said life, she said exactly life is meant, I actually wrote it down, life is meant to be enjoyed. So, um, I'm just going to write write to Jenny. She's trying to get in, and she went to year two, like I did. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to write to her now where we are. Um, let's see. I'm going to let's see. We can invite her. That's what I'll do. Mm. Uh, I think I went to the Master of Living three page to clock in, or maybe I got into the email today. Yeah, we didn't get an email. I didn't get one. <laughs> so I just, I just, um, I just hit, uh, hit Jenny the right, the right. Okay. Uh, I'll get check it. and see why, uh, why you guys didn't get an email today because I got one. So okay. And Linda, um, earlier this year, I had talked to, um, who did I talk to? Um, somebody because the. The page said we were starting at 1.15, but it should be 1.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time for Community 3. And I don't know if it was changed. Um, I didn't go back to the the page to check. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So on the master page of, of the community calls, it gotcha. was saying our time was 1.15. I haven't checked to see if they fixed it. I'll check that, too. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Are you working again? Are you, is this kosher to be asking you to do things? <laughs> I'm, I'm working very limited hours, maybe an hour or two a day. Okay. So that, that's fine. That's perfect. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, I definitely resonate with Kareen what you're saying. I feel definitely with my daughter's passing also at 39 years old. Um, that my living on purpose means um, staying close to all the things she taught me at the end of our lives together, which were, she just demonstrated 
complete trust, complete surrender, and a forgiveness without using that word, just being in total, I don't know if you would say like commitment to each person to keeping it the cleanest and the most loving. I mean, she went back to an old boss the weekend before she passed, and I happened to talk to him, and he told me how beautiful it was. And there was nothing left unfinished. Um, but I, I, I'm, what I'm so struck by is that when there's no judgment from someone, it becomes so intimate because there's nothing, there's nothing blocking, there's nothing in the way. It was so intimate with her the last month. And I don't know how I, some of you know that I came to Master for a Living because I had so much judgment about this daughter and her size because of my own issues left over from being obese and my family's issues. And, and it seemed all wrapped up with the Nazis because in the Nazis you weren't safe to be Jewish and in this country you're not safe to be obese. And... Um, it was all gone, all gone by the end. And I, I'm so struck once again by the teaching that you can't have judgment and love at the same time. You just can't. It just, you know, you can have one after the other, but not in the same moment. And so, um, Living in purpose is like Karina saying, um, joyfully living for them. Ah, there's Jenny. She found us. I found you. Yeah. Hiding in this room, (laughs) in this Zoom room. Yeah, you didn't use email either, huh? No. Yeah. um, We'll just have to write down this number uh, just in case we don't get the email. So we'll be ready. Right. You We're want me just, to take it down and, and post it on Facebook? That'd be great. You're a doll. Let me do that. I'll just, yeah. Just give me a minute and then I'll sure. Sure. Thank I'll you. Back. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. I posted um, in the chat the link to the homework class tomorrow at one o'clock yeah. Eastern time. We all got that. I got it I, from year one, year two, and year three. <laughs> I've been joining those homework classes. Um, It's it's been really deep, lovely conversations. It's um, for me, it just is so inspiring to be together with all of the different, um, all the different levels of masterful living together. Um, so I would encourage anyone who's not yet joined one of those homework classes if you if you have the opportunity and you can do it uh, to go. For it because it's just been really beautiful. Nice. We do have so much support and so many resources here. And every year there appears to be more. Mm-hmm. Yes, isn't that true? Yeah. Um. 
I, I just want to say one more thing, though. Even though I have all this thing with the joy and, and that beautiful experience and share today, I can also relate um, to Linda. I didn't quite get everything that you were saying to Ren when I popped in, but I also am sort of a caretaker for my husband. You are. Um, but, yeah, he's, I mean, he's not in, you know, in it's not challenging physically as much as as Linda's cases, but he's going to have surgery on Monday. And I have been getting those moments where I'm afraid again and I'm anxious and I get, you know, how am I going to deal with this? And I'm so grateful for today's lesson, <laughs> which is uh, fear not. When, something yeah, I, have no fear. I can't even remember. <laughs> there is nothing to fear. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and and so the practicing of, yeah, the practicing of all these these daily lessons is helping me. So I know I'm surrounded and I'm helped. But believe me, the um, struggles, yeah, the <laughs> it goes on. It goes on. And Linda, I haven't um, reached out to you, but I've been thinking about you because I, I I see that we have that um, shared thing, and sometimes I may be optimistic and think, you know like a true course and miracles person, you know, that everything is good. But then again, you know, it's, it's just for a moment. <laughs> so the struggle, um, the seeming struggle goes on, but I'm determined to just continue. Yeah. And have no fear and just receive this as another challenging opportunity to grow more and more into love and, um, and exercise the power of miracles. Yeah. So, Karina, is she getting a new knee? Yes, a total knee replacement, yeah. Excellent. Well, I want to jump in for a moment from the other side of the person that gets cared for. Um, I take care of myself. I live separately. I have an apartment. I get my groceries delivered, or I go out and buy them on a uh, handicap bus and uh, do all my stuff. But there's an emotional component to caregiving that uh, really wears on my, on my spouse, that just that, that knowing that you have to take care of someone's needs or, you know, whatever is what really wears on her. And I don't know how to help her with that. Yeah, I, I wish I could help you with that, Randy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. there, there are moments when I'm, you know, completely living in love and being compassionate without being dysfunctionally compassionate. And then there are other moments where fear and resentment rear their ugly heads and... Um, it's in those spaces where I'm so incredibly grateful for this community and I have opportunities to reach out to people that uh, I know can hold me in a, a space knowing the light of who I am and um, but still allow me to uh, share authentically. Um, you know, like yesterday we had an incident Tuesday was really good. We went to the, the um, transplant clinic in Pittsburgh and found out that we don't have to go back there. And he walked around. We didn't have to use a wheelchair. And 
um, had a visit from his best friend on Monday for a couple hours and things really seemed to be turning around. And then Thursday morning he woke up and he had another issue and the, my ego was going, Oh, hell no, we are not, <laughs> we are not adding one more damn thing. <laughs> oh, <hell Yeah>. no. <laughs> but, um, and then the ego said, because I said, well, I'm just, I'm going to reach out to my community. And the ego said, no, don't you think you've reached out to them enough? Mm-hmm. And um, so, and so I posted all of that to them and um, that my ego was trying to keep me from reaching out to them. And, and also knowing that there is a container for it and there's enough space and enough love for every bit of prayers that each and every one of us is in the need for and um, grateful that they are there, grateful that I can read their posts and and pray for them each time I read one. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know how I would deal with all of this without this community. I have so much uh, respect and um, honor my father who did it all on his own and didn't have the support that I have. Um, yeah, I just, I have no idea how I would deal with this without this community. So I thank each and every one of you for all of your prayers. Linda, do you have also some physical help for, from friends or anybody to help with your husband? Um, not specifically my uh, my taking care of my mother um, pretty much all on her own with the help of the caretaker that comes a few times a week and has been incredibly liberating because I feel like I would be in a loony bin if I had to do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And my son has come several times um, to help out with what he can, when he can. Um, he works full time as well, and he has a life outside of us. And um, yeah, so there, there's help, but it's um, it's the day to day stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if if you let people know that we're close by in your town, you know. I find that when you have something big going on, people don't know what to do. They want to help. Right. If you have specific things that you can give people to do, like just come and stay with him for four hours while you went out and just did nothing. You know, I don't know what you would want to do, but it wouldn't matter. You know, take a walk. Right. Anything to get away from it. Yeah. You would come back so much more refreshed if you had a little bit of health. Yeah, and I have had um, friends and um, family who have, um, you know, made me go out and <laughs> um, you know, away for a while. And he's mostly okay uh, to to allow me to do that. Um, the the challenge with having people come in to help. Um, was especially at the very beginning that his immune system is so low because of the anti that they really uh, want his uh, 
with other people to be at a minimum. Yeah, I see. But maybe turn the corner on that. I'm just thinking about what would make it what would make it easier if I were the caregiver, and I know that if I had a, a little break, even if it wasn't today, if I was knowing it was coming. Yes. I had four hours that I could just do whatever I wanted. Yes. Um, it could it could make a huge difference to me. Yeah, and it it does it does it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Jenny, how are you? Um, I'm kind of tired. I was just sort of been in college for the day. Mm. And yeah, we had to give a presentation and a few other things. So I'm just, I, I, I'm a bit spaced out. How did your presentation go? It went really well, actually. It was, I, we did, we were um, presenting on, on death and dying and loss. And so I covered the aspect of spirituality. Um, so it was really, it felt really good to be coming from somewhere that's true to me um, and really interesting. And I was very nervous. So it was great. Like the, I laughed when I saw the message, the um, lesson for the day. There's nothing to fear. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so perfect. Because I got really anxious around um, presenting and speaking and my voice shakes and it just feels really uncomfortable. But I just knew it was a good thing and yeah I guess it's another fear faced and come through and and remembering that yeah we are we in God's strength I can trust so um that was liberating Mm -hmm. and empowering to experience it from a different yeah different space today I had a lovely moment yesterday. I was um just out of nowhere. I don't know. I was singing the song. Do you know the song? Um, I only know it from Moulin Rouge, but I think it's a I think it's a well known song, and it's Come What May. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself in the mirror. And I started. I was singing the song, and then I saw myself in the mirror, and so I started to sing it to myself. And it was Come What May, I will love you until my dying day, and it just. Mm-hmm move my heart because I thought oh I get it like in that moment I got it because I thought what I don't need anything else then I don't need anything else other than to know I'll be loved until I die it was just a really um precious realization where hmm. mm. beautiful thank you for that that's all any of us really want, right? Mm-hmm. To know that. Yeah. So reassuring to know, like, Wasn't whatever. It? it was just reassuring to yeah. see all of these things that I fear I can face once I love myself through them or I feel loved through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it affirmed my decision to be all in for love. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm. 
And Linda's left us a message. Love you too, Linda. Thanks for sharing with us. Did we lose Linda? Yeah, she just said, um, thank you all for letting me stop by and share space with you all. I love ah, you. Duty right. calls. Duty calls. <laughs> Duty calls. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, plus I think she was on the last call also. I did the MNC2, yeah. so that's a nice long time. MNC2 as well, and she was there for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't leave those guys too long, otherwise they start they start calling for help. No. Uh, yeah. they not you, well Rand, not you. They, they all had it well in hand, I'm telling you. Well, they just like the attention, huh? Yeah, great. No question about it. Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking, though, about what you said about what can you do to help relieve the seemingly misery, not misery, but it's a strong word, but of the other person, because I deal with that in a different way. But when you see the need in someone that either they're tired or they're in pain or whatever, and you really feel like you wish you could do something to help them, but you really can't. Um, I've really been trying to, to apply what Jennifer teaches us, that what we see in the other really belongs to us. And yeah, so sometimes I don't have the answer, but I just kind of hold hold that in my heart until spirit reveals whatever it may be, you know. Yes. Because yeah, how how is it that I'm contributing to this, uh, or is that I'm seeing this? What is in me that I'm seeing it that I keep seeing it in my in my in my loved one? Mm. Just I just wanted to share that. Beautiful, Kareem. Yeah. I had an experience this week where that was my teaching. Um, I mentioned in the other class uh, that I had someone in my life who not only didn't believe in angels, but she was very condescending and mocking, actually, of the idea that you couldn't actually, I mean, it would be, she would said something like, I know you and Melissa believe that, um, but then she said, "If you, you have to give me the permission to laugh if you actually ask the angels about buying tickets to Harry Potter, which of course we ask the angels everything. So that would leave her permission to laugh the entire time. And I just said that I didn't, I, I could have easily cut her out of my life. It, my personality would have no trouble doing that. But I knew that that wasn't at all living the teaching that Melissa gave me or that we're learning here or that it's come anywhere. Um, so I, I just said, you know, I think we shouldn't talk about angels or anything spiritual and um and she said something nice. She actually, you know, she had tried to come and help us with Melissa's house. And, you know, there were ways that she wanted to be supportive that were not offensive to me. But I, I actually didn't let her come. And we didn't really let anybody. We needed the three of us to be doing that ourselves. Um, but 
she said, I can go with everybody's in a boat trying to get to the other side. But if you need me to be in your boat, meaning angels or spiritual beliefs or whatever, I can't do that. And I said, you know, let's just not talk about spirituality and let's go to we're all trying to get to the other side in our own ways. But but I was all tight and I wanted to to um, separate from her um, really big time. And then I wanted to judge her, which is exactly, sorry, um, let me get, get this off, which is exactly what she was doing to us. She was judging us in her condescending way. Um, and then I went to Corrine's point, which is, you know, here I am, and all of us are completely talking about the angels, but is there a part of me that doubts? Why does, you know, let me embrace this person outside as the part of me that doubts and own that, and then there's nothing to judge. And I can thank the universe for showing me that I am not only, I'm not where Melissa was 100% on the angels. I mean, I remember at the end when they were telling, they would do a lot of bait and switch with her to get her on a certain path. And then they would tell her something and they'd say, just kidding, wanted you to, wanted you to realize this is just stuff, you know, like they'd buy a carpet and then have the dog poop on it and say, that was us. We riled him up so you'd realize this is just, uh, or they'd have her do something and then say, just kidding, that wasn't the reason, this is the reason. So when they told her um, that she would be getting married and that she would be having children, I'm so grateful because she had all the joy of someone who completely believed she was and was going to be loved and going to be honored that way to be chosen. Um, but the, the, the mother part of me was like, I'll wait and see when, when this person, and she named, she had a name for him and everything. So there's the doubting part that showed up in my friend. It wasn't that I doubted like, like my friend was doubting, but I was waiting to see. I wasn't buying my wedding dress for the, for the wedding yet. So, um, I think it's a wonderful point. Kareem, that you're bringing up about taking people, even especially that trigger us or that we're concerned about and saying, what in us are they mirroring? And what do I need to see right now? And and if I judge her and, and see her as separate from me, then I can't be in that joy space and that purpose place that I want to stay in. And it takes only a, a thought to get at to get off that ground. One thought that you go with. The thoughts are not dangerous. They can be just flying right by. But if we hook on and add to them, then I have found I start sinking and losing, losing, losing my hold. Reactions, thoughts. Yeah, I love that you embraced in the moment that you were 
you're caught it in the moment and were able to write them, apply it. And, you know, I've, I feel like actually a lot of what you've shared and what people are sharing today have helped me a lot with my family. You know, the, the same idea that, you know, I wrote a forgiveness letter about the first thing on our list was it resentment. And um, it was really interesting. Like I, I must have only finished it maybe 15 minutes and my mom arrived at the door I was like what is going on I was having a laugh with the angels thinking oh, this is hilarious with a bottle of wine saying thanks for turning on the heat for thanks for doing something and some flowers and, and my nervous system just jumped up and so I was you know fear fear and I was just whoa just settle yourself and I found myself looking at her thinking like I love you and I it's mainly now that I realize that they are my family are within me like all of them my ancestors everyone they're all all these voices and you know some of the things are really um healthy and oh um i I don't know how else to describe it like like huge gifts they're all gifts but the things that are so are more difficult the wounded things that have been passed on i have tended to project onto my parents and wanting them to be a certain way and Mm. i really get it now that by like self-forgiveness and by healing my internal relationship with those aspects that are are actually of myself they're not really separate Mm. they're not like they don't they're not located in my parents they're Mm. located in me and it's it's really liberating sometimes it's sometimes I have quite a bit of resistance to to actually feeling whatever I need to feel but it excites me that that we have that opportunity and we're that magnificent that we can go mm. within and and feel something. That's incredible. Mm. And we all want to be treated a certain way. And, you know, everybody has the right to treat you the way they want to treat you. It's, we don't, we're not in charge of how everything goes, even if we might want to be. Mm. We, we might be in charge of our own mental status. Like you were saying, Jenny, we can embrace the people within us, but we can't make them, nor should we. I mean. No. Well, it's a drain of energy, too. Mm. How's it going with Ian's um, visa? Um, I think it's still in the same place. It's it's going to the federal agency to ascertain that he has 12 years of experience equivalent to a bachelor's degree so that has to be done first and it's it's kind of been a bit back and forth there so there's not any um the next step would be to be submitted to the to the i don't know immigration of the u.s that makes a difference in his visa what his what his college credential is yeah, his his college uh, his experience has to match 
duties of the job. Mm. And he doesn't have a degree, so he has to show the equivalent of a degree. So this federal agency, before it goes to the... uh, They have to verify that that he does have 12 years' experience. So that's that's where that is now. Is there, a, is there a cut-off cut date that he has to be there by for the summer camp? No, I don't think so. Not really. Um, like They obviously would like him to be there as soon as possible, but mm-hmm. if he's just taking time and um, after it's submitted, it takes 30 days to 45 days. So if it gets submitted in the next few weeks, it, it would still be the end of March, April, which is good time I mean the, f- the first time we went there we went in May and mm. it started two weeks later it was really um thrown in at the the deep end so having done it before he'd have more ex- he has all that experience too mm-hmm. yeah so I mean May I suppose would be kind of the cutoff like it starts in June Jenny, where is the camp at? It's in uh, Washington State, in Ellensburg. Ah. I think. Did you live there? I, I live in Oregon, so I'm just a little south of there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just... What's the name of the uh, city? Ellensburg, Central yes. Washington. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I don't remember exactly where it is, but I've heard of the city. Yep. Yeah, it's a, kind of right in the middle. It's it's a place people tend to stop if they're passing through. There's a uh, town in uh, that part of the area. It's called Roslyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it is called Roslyn. Roslyn was the, the basis for Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. And don't they have great pies there? Have you? I haven't been there, but no. that was, I watched that series, mm-hmm. and it's what got me out to Oregon in the first place. I oh, was really? watching that show, and it got drawn to the Northwest. I felt that, you know, that quirkiness of that show was what Oregon would be like, and it, it was in many respects. So, uh, yeah, I think Ellisburg is near Roslyn, so. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's a yeah. quirky little town. Mm-hmm. It's a mining, yeah. a mining village, and I don't remember the pies. I remember, uh, like a, like sausages, lots of different types of sausages. Is the big Y there? Is the big Y in in Roslyn? I forget. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I, mm-hmm. I think we would have known because it would have been another camp that was close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ian did say, he's like, well, you go meet Rosalyn in Rosalyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you go to the brick, you know, and hang out with the regulars. And uh... but anyways, yeah. uh, get the series. You know, I have the series on DVD and go back periodically and watch some of the episodes. What was it called? Uh, Northern Exposure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. If you go to, I think it's called kbear56am.com on Sunday night, they play Northern Exposure episodes 
five or six hours worth of them. You can oh. just watch it online. That's interesting. Yeah. Rand, I have a question for you. Yes. When, when your wife looks like she's out of energy toward you. Yes. What happens with you? Do you um, do you get exasperated, or do you feel badly, or what 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 goes on for you? There's been a lot of mind training now, so I have compassion for her because she is she right now she is in major depression mode, and she got she got medical leave from work, and she started on some antidepressants. And, you know, there's a lot I could help her with, but I can't do anything with her because, you know, I'm me. And uh, even though, you know, I have training and can treat depression, but that, you know, you can't treat your family member. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, uh, she's very depressed. And uh, being around me makes her feel pretty ill. And mm-hmm. so I don't really see her much anymore. When she comes down, she usually gets pretty angry and very upset. And uh, she is planning on moving or leaving town or selling her condo in the building here and all kinds of stories. And uh, I just let them all go because she's very depressed and and uh, I don't know what will happen next. But the message to me is, she says you got to take care of yourself. You got to make all the arrangements in life, and uh, uh, she would like me to move back to Ohio, which is where I originally was from. But uh, I, I'm I'm really not able to pick up and move at this point in my life. Why does she want you to move there? Because there's help there. There's family there, but you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think being in Oregon right now is the place I'd rather be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the energy. Uh, in Ohio, you know, you're going to see your relatives, even in my situation, maybe once a week. And it's like, it's just doesn't feel like worth the effort to make the journey all the way back there just to see them once a week. <laughs> Once you're settled in. Mm-hmm. Plus, Oregon is much more friendly to people that uh, have disabilities. Mm. They have programs and, and the like, whereas in Ohio, uh, it's a red state versus a, mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, a really, really, really blue state here in Oregon. Right. Mm. Jenny, so- I, don't, I don't know in Ireland, you know, what things are like regarding this stuff. But, you know, this is, you know state politics here. I, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I didn't know but, that there would be a difference based on politics in the states. Yeah. Well, here, um, you know, I've got to cover my caregivers. So I have somebody coming in twice a week and I'm looking to bring in more people a third or possibly even a fourth day having someone come in. So there's, uh, you know, a lot of things to be done. I get groceries delivered. Sometimes I do go out and buy my own groceries. And when it's warm outside, 
there is an organic grocery store two blocks away. So <laughs> that helps. And the library is three blocks away. So uh, there are certain aspects of living downtown in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Mm -hmm. in, in your wife's depression, are you the problem in, in her point of view? Yeah, she says the only reason she's depressed is me, and it's not true. She, she's been getting depressed for years, and uh, but she says it's all due to the caretaker stress when I do it all, basically. You know, I, she's not really anything she does, but there's that emotional component that uh, uh, she can't seem to break unless she's far away and doesn't see me and all that. So, uh, boy, I, I picked an interesting life to live. That's all I got to say. Um, and I, I'm reliving this. This this is my fourth marriage. And in my second marriage, about 25 years ago, my second wife kind of left me when I was pretty ill, too. So uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've played this story before. But this time around, I've had all this mind training. And uh, I take full responsibility for it. This is for my good somehow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also had training as a naturopath, so I do lots of the things on the physical level there. I do the mental things we do with the Course in Miracles, the spiritual work. Uh, I keep myself on pretty much the best level of playing field that I can. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, I'm here to, if I'm here, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to keep in, you know, training this soul and, and having these experiences. So. What do you do good. for fun, Rand? You know, uh, it's hard to get out right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Weather-wise, mm -hmm. um, yesterday I did go down and visit with one of my neighbors. I was trying to encourage us to have more of a happy hour every Friday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, just uh, hang out with some of the people in the building. Mm -hmm. uh, since I'm alone a lot, there's an awful lot of sports watching. <laughs> Yeah. Is that fun for you? Is that fun? Uh, basketball, I enjoy college basketball. Uh, Eugene is a is a big university town, and we have a very, very big uh, American football team and a very good basketball team. And so uh, there's things to watch on that. And then. Uh, Professional sports, I'll watch the basketball team out of Portland, which is about two hours north of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have a daily practice with Carla that I do, and my own daily practices I do, and uh, keeping myself centered. And uh, I'm hope to. Um, broaden my horizons here a little bit that's what i need to be doing is is getting more of uh, uh connections here we moved here about 
four or five years ago, and I really haven't made any connections here in Eugene. Mm -hmm. So it's just me and my wife. And um, so um, it's now or never. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, I will see what I can do to make some connections. And I'll be working on that self-love mm -hmm. aspect of myself and that if you love yourself, then the opportunities to present love to others mm -hmm. is so much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my goals for this year is self-love. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to be doing those forgiveness letters. That was the reason why I attended that class last hour. Mm -hmm. They're all talking about doing a forgiveness letter a day, trying to do 30. I don't know if I have 30 in me, but I will do as many as I can. <laughs> mm -hmm. I started out doing my self-forgiveness letter, and it really touched me to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, forgiving my body for all the things that's let me down and, and uh, you know, how it's let this marriage down so tremendously. You know, a lot of things that you take for granted, you know, we're not doing, you know, going out to dinner, hanging out other than watching television together. And that's about the only extent we do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, the relationship has gotten pretty south. Mm -hmm. But I, I pray for her. I have compassion for her. I, I sent her healing energy. Mm -hmm. I do honoponopono for her. Mm. You know, all the things that you could think you can do for uh, an ill spouse. Mm -hmm. Has she connected up anywhere in the community herself? Well, she signed up for Masterful Living, but she decided it was too close to me. And uh, she didn't feel comfortable with that, so she dropped out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think she's going to be working with some counselors and, and the like. Got a couple of counselors like she told me she was going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. She says every time she sees a counselor, they all tell her just to leave. <laughs> so, and I guess one of these times, I guess that's just what's going to happen. So I, I don't, I'm not in control of that. Um, all the thing I can control is my reaction to how things go and, and whatever the meaning I make of things. So I'm going to stop making the meaning of any of this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm going to do, we had a masterful, uh, actually an Ascension Pathway class. We were talking the other day about going back through time and space to when you had, you made a decision and it's kind of like it's your, your life has unfolded in a certain way and you'd like to undo that. And so now I'm starting a practice using angels to the company of heaven to help me go back time and space 
to when I chose wrongly and to choose again, which I think is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you guys understand what I'm trying to yeah, say. Sure. Yeah, I do. Very yeah. Much. Yeah. Okay, you're there. All right. So, yeah. um, oh, cool. Using your mind, you know, we can go back knowing mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. truly no space and time or just illusionary quantities anyways, go back, choose again. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is interesting to me, I go back, it's almost like I need to go back to a past life to undo because my life has sort of been this story over and over again. We've been married four times, and uh, this the story seems to repeat itself over and over again. And um, so it's like I came into this life with this story, and so it's almost like I have to go back to before this life and choose again. Mm -hmm. And heal or say, I think I've got the lessons that I needed to learn from this experience and I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I think I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. I think I've learned. Mm -hmm. And hopefully Holy Spirit agrees with me on that. Mm -hmm. I'm open to whatever comes my way, of course, but I hope that uh, I'd like some, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for joy. I'm ready for happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for that peace of God. And I wish to be, like Jennifer talked about, when you come into a room, you're just kind of radiating that, that, that Christ consciousness and that people come to you because you're just that, that beacon of light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I want to practice that mm -hmm. being that beacon of light. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are here. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm now practicing a little bit everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we want to put prayers on the altar? Does anybody have prayer requests? I'll put my spouse, Christina, on the altar. Healing from depression. Um, for Hans and I this week for, for surgery. That's beautiful. Jenny, would you pray? I'm about to cough. I have a tickle in my throat. Yeah. Did you have anything? No, just to continue to feel Melissa's presence and guidance. It's such a gift. That's all. Continued prayer to keep it, keep it a communication. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Beautiful. Okay, well, take this breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to share, to connect with each other, to connect with God, and to come into this heart space. It's so nourishing and nurturing. 
loving, compassionate. We're so grateful to place on the altar, Christina. And we see the healing of depression happening now. We see her held in love and light, perfect and whole, just as she is. We're so grateful to know the truth for Christina and for Rand at all as well. And place hands on the altar in his surgery. We see him in perfect wholeness, wholeness. You know the truth of his being. That he is complete and he is perfect. And we see the surgeons and all the medical staff around him knowing his perfectness and his wholeness. And working with him, working with his energy, working with his body. So grateful to know that everything is for us. Nothing is against us. And we know that for Rosalind and Melissa, that the harmony and the love flows through. The connection is perfect. It is always there. So grateful to know Christ and everyone. So grateful to know the truth that we are Christ consciousness. That we are the beacons of life. That we are pure, radiant, and generous in spirit. So grateful to share the benefits with everyone because we are one. We accept the truth into our hearts. We allow it to be, knowing it's already done. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. Prayer. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Kareem, let us, let us know how the surgery goes, please. We'll be praying. I will. Yeah, I, I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.